you're listening to the Red Diamond Courier, an Elder Scrolls podcast. Here are your hosts, Bob Chichinsky and Dog Bark 24. Welcome everyone to episode 127 of the Red Diamond Courier. I am here with you as always, Bob Chachinsky, with my good, good friend, Dog Bark 24 And this week, we are excited to be here as always. And, uh, you know, back to kind of a normal episode. So it's cool for us. It's exciting. We're going to be covering, or recovering a region guide that we did out of order a long long time ago back in episode six to be exact so um you know it's it's time for a refresher and we also covered an event that was happening and there's more stuff that we should cover like leads and how uh these sets hold up now you know so it is our fourth year of podcasting, so we're going to have to take a, a re-look at some of this stuff at some point. And the first thing that we're going to be looking at is Merkmire. And actually, this was our first region guide. Wow, I don't, I don't even uh, know if I would remember that off the top of my head. But, on another note, uh, oh, well, actually, dog, this is your note. Yeah, that is right now, you know. This was when I created my Stamina Warden PvP build that, you know, I still haven't updated nearly four years later. This is our, you know, fifth year of podcasting and probably my fifth year of running this same Stamden build into another year of White Strikes Mayhem coming up in a couple weeks. God, dude, that's right. It is our fifth year of podcasting. I just said four. <laughs> <laughs> Of four full years, you know. Fifth yeah, year. yeah. We're we're within our fifth, you know. We're growing. Yeah. That's crazy though. At least you still have the build, you know. Yeah, at least it still uh is decent. That's the, uh, that's nice. Still there. You can always work on it. But in the meantime, before Dog gets started on any of that. Let's get you guys through the magical realm of the Argonians. And in order for us to do that, we got to get through our news and PvP stuff first, of course. And uh, not too much today. We'll, we'll keep it moderate. So, uh, Dogged, I know we had some news come out here in, in between our uh, two episodes. Uh... Yeah, uh, the ESO Live actually got pushed back to uh, last Monday, which was January 29th, and it was covering the Skyons of Athelia DLC and Update 41. And they showed, you know, the normal dungeons and stuff. They also showed some of the some of the rewards of the Worthies. No, not they didn't show that. They showed some of the dungeon sets. They also mentioned the rewards of the Worthy sets. There's a new Mythic. Um, and then at the end, they told us some pretty amazing news, like unified repair kits, both for like your armor and for Cyrodiil. So that's pretty neat. Yeah, thank God. No more petty repair kits. Like, who, we, we don't need those. We got rid of, you know, common soul gems. Let's get rid of, <laughs> uh, you know, petty repair kits. But also, yes, the Cyrodiil stuff. I mean, I, I'm i a traditionalist, you know, so I kind of will be sad to see the door and wall repairs, like, go away, you know? Like, that's, that's a weird thing, but, you know, I'll get used to it, and it's better, so it's hard to complain. Yeah, it's definitely going to be hard to, like, uh, probably... It's going to be hard to, like, you know, not... Uh, get or get rid of that muscle memory from you know exactly because my my far right one is would is keep door the uh, top right corner uh is wall and the north is siege repair like that's how I have them on all my characters 
And this would be so weird to have two extra spots now where I can put whatever I want. Yeah, it's awkward. Like, I mean, I've had them on these spots. I have them on, like, the corner, left top corner and bottom right corner. So they're, like, across from each other. I don't keep the seizure repairs on uh, because, you know, I don't do that because I'm lazy. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be weird. It, they still haven't really mentioned, like, if the bridge and gate repairs are going to be included in that. No, they are. Yeah, they are. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, everything does 5K except for a seizure pair, which will do 20K, which I think is what it does now. So, yeah, I'm down with that. That that is probably the coolest part for me, is because I never have the bridge and gate repair kits on me. Yeah, neither do I. I feel like most people don't. Yeah. All right. So, what else we got, dog? Um, let's see, oh, uh, also we have stackable siege weaponry that's coming, uh, and the, it'll stack up to 20. And I put a note in it somewhere over here. Um, uh, so you're, no, uh, when placing siege weaponry from a quick slot, it will use the siege weapon from the lowest health in your inventory to help ensure your backspace stays fresh. And I believe if uh, it only stacks maximum health siege units. So if you have 20 ballistas, you put four down, you're going to have a stack of 16 and four random ones. So that sucks a little bit, but I only put three down at a time. And I guess in theory, it's going to use the same three every time until they're gone. So yeah. it'll be okay. It will still work. It In the end, it's still going to save, you know, any amount yeah. of inventory space it saves is better than not. And honestly, it'll actually enable me to just carry more at all times while also saving inventory space. So it's a it's a win-win. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I feel like some of my characters do actually carry 20. I, I mean, most characters probably carry like 10, if I'm being honest, but like, have being able to have like you know 15 extra slots even by holding 20 and by place like five or so is definitely going to be nice though still yeah 10 is usually what i carry yeah um outside of that there's three new rewards to the worthy sets coming and a new mythic um don't know too much about them to haven't like I skimmed over the PTS a couple of days ago, but other than that, I haven't really worried too much about it because you know things change. Oh, I did read the entire PTS the day it came out, but I, I think I I do remember seeing the rewards of the resets, but I wasn't like super uh, tripped out by them. There was there was one set I can't remember where it came from if it was from like one of the dungeons or if it was the rewards of the worthy or something else, but it kind of caught my eye, but uh, there wasn't like a ton of new sets that were looking super crazy. Yeah. I, I think I would agree with from what I looked over them. Right. Um, oh, and then lastly, they increased the DLC undaunted key rewards and yeah. I definitely like that because, you know, maybe I'll actually be incentivized to do, you know, the DLC dungeon on at least veteran or even on normal. Normally, just like, oh, I just won't do it because there's no point. But. Yeah, now there might be a point. So, Unless it's Larry Marsla because that one's, you know, that one's bad and it can feel bad. But you're going to get two for doing it on normal or veteran, right? No, I think it's two for normal, three for veteran, four for veteran hard mode. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's kind of, I mean, that's definitely needed because those DLC dungeons are way long. Yeah, for sure. All right, so 
That's going to wrap it up for our news. See, I told you guys it wasn't that long today. You didn't even have to worry. Not a lot of news because it's only been like two weeks since we recorded. See, told you guys we'll be back. We'll be back. Um, I, mean, I said a week, but, you know, it's it's been a week and a half, honestly. You know. Well, maybe not, but I like to think it's been a week and a half. <laughs> it's it, it was good. We gave it a good shot. So we're yeah. pretty close. And, oh, there is other news. Um, I don't know if y'all were savvy to uh, the Amulet of Kings, uh, like, cosplay. I mean, I don't know if it's a cosplay item that they created or just, like, you know, it's a replica of it that was on the Bethesda store. Um, but, yeah, I got that, and it is beautiful. So I just, like, it's only every now and again... When I buy something from the Bethesda store, it really is actually super dope. I mean, I th- I think I complain about them enough on the show to the point where I, I could give them a shout out. So, uh, yeah, it's really cool. And now it is uh, shining here in the Red Diamond Courier uh, shop with me and Dog to where it rightly should be. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It must be pretty cool because, like, I got way more likes on the picture of that on Twitter than we get on, like, anything else ever. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know. uh, I think it was my beard, honestly. Maybe. Definitely the beard, you know. People like beards. Yeah. I like my beard. So, anyways. Oh, and I got the... If you guys... I don't think the Amulet of Kings is still on there. It usually sells out pretty fast. It might be. You can always go check. But uh, the new ESO sweater that's on there is also... I'll I'll give a a shout-out for that, too. It's a little overpriced at 50 bucks, but, I mean, sweaters are usually 40 50 bucks nowadays. Sometimes they're, like, 80 so 50 is honestly pretty good. It's a little thin on the, like, thinner side, but I kind of like that, especially uh, being, you know from southern california where i don't get to wear sweaters most of the time if they're like big and thick uh so i like it a lot i wish there was like i don't know like i just the whole plain front thing with just a little corner logo it's all right you know it's just a plain black sweater for me i just i'm a front logo kind of guy i don't know my girl says it looks it looks better this way so there you go that's her opinion but it looks good, and I got those two things, and then, uh, you know, the, I was like, I don't know if it was getting those things, or if it was just like, a, I don't even know what made me decide that I was going to be crazy enough to do an emp push this week, but I'll use that as uh, my segue into our PvP talk, because... Let me tell you, I texted Dogged and Graham and all the other friends. I don't even remember when. Maybe Sunday night or maybe. No, it was, it was like Monday. Monday. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you gave us like a 12 hour notice. Okay. You gave us 12 hour notice. Right. <laughs> but that's that's shorter than, you know, they give us on events. All right. <laughs> it was not a lot of notice. But to be fair. I didn't think you guys would need a lot of notice because I really felt like I could just go in and dominate the campaign pretty easily as long as you guys were like there existing with me. Because, I mean, guys, we push in the under 50 campaign. We've told you guys that before. But so I, I go scout out the campaign, you know. And the top score in DC was at like a million, like 1.1 million. Like, I could score that in, like, a day of, like, intense, intense gaming. I mean, like, full, like, 16 to 20 hours. But, and not by myself, like, if dogged and everyone was there helping me. But, regardless, I was like, that's in a week. Like, he had scored that, and it was resetting. So, I was like, I could could score that easily. So, um, yeah. So I 
just was like, okay, dogged and everyone, they were like, yeah, I mean, Graham said he could kind of try and dogged was like, I, he didn't even have a character ready for it. So I was like, oh, God, perfect. Um, so I still did it. Woke up at 2.30 in the morning, right before the reset. And I immediately just started going crazy. You guys, you know, we've, we've laid out how we score AP. I've told you guys, we go hard. Like, you got to be scoring AP at all times. And that's what I was doing. I was very lucky and fortunate to find out that the build I created on my uh, Arcanist was strong enough to be soloing resources at level 20. So I was pretty satisfied about that. Not fast soloing a resource, but, um, you know, I was earning my points. And uh, at first, I was, the, like, the only person to score. And then... Some other people started scoring, and I saw them, like, taking a couple things on the map, some resources, and faster than I was. So I was like, all right, this group of, like, people has to be together. It was, like, four or five people. And I kept trying to catch them. Couldn't really do it at first. And then finally, they went to take a keep, and I caught up to them. And uh, they all had the same guild tabard and everything. And they were dressed like the same, the five people. And I was like, all right, this is kind of weird, but, you know, whatever. And so I just kind of started tagging along with them because, you know, first off, it was three in the morning, and that's the only thing going on the map. So, yeah, I'm going to be going there. And second off, when you're pushing for first, it's a cutthroat world. You know, you got to go push for first. So I wasn't just leeching them, okay? I was, I was sieging and, like, like I was the main damage of that group, so they they needed me around, and we scored a bunch of points. And you know, I'm gonna you know I'm try I'll try not to be super long winded. You know, you how I love talking about myself. So um, you know, moving along, followed the people. They were scoring, you know, a little bit more. They were ahead of me, and but I was right behind them. I was never more than like. 20k out of first place and um at some point when we had taken a few castles and stuff because the map was all red the uh low population double ap buff turned on so then we started scoring like a lot and we were taking i could tell they were pushing like the circle it seemed like they're trying to push for m and um here and there, we were finding reds, and I was getting a lot of the kills. Like, I was getting the main AP from the kills. And it was, like, the only things going on. And uh, they would be dying often to, like, you know, siege from the oils and stuff. So when I would kill these reds, I was getting, like, a pretty fat chunk of AP. You know, like, over a thousand for most of them. So all of a sudden... By the time we were in, like, Alessia, I'm, like, catching up to these guys because I'm also doing more repairs. Like, I'm repairing all the way the door to 100. They were, like, taking off after a little bit and going to the next castle because they were trying to go quick and push for M. And um, the the funny part about this story is with the goal of this early part of the story that I'm trying to get to is that when we had one castle left... They took off, like, straight up. They were, didn't even repair. They just got the door to close to 25. And remember, I'm talking double AP buff with the Delve AP buff. So one door repair is, like, 150 AP. And they left both doors just down. So I scored, like, I don't even know you know, probably 5k AP, 6k AP, just from healing those doors up. And when, uh, as I was, like, going to leave, the thing reset, and I was, like, 3k behind first place. And I knew that t each resource we were taking was 4k, so I was like, oh my god, how crazy would it be if while they were trying to go hit Ash, I take a resource, and then if it if it updates, I'll get first place. So I had to try it, even though I even saying it out loud, it's just the most evil thing that I've probably ever tried to do. It was 
not the right thing to do. Um, but, you know, they didn't invite me to the group. They were like, oh, we would invite you to our group, dude. We see you hanging out with us, but it's a guild-only thing. I was like, I mean, really? Like, it's 3 in the morning. <laughs> like, I can't just be in your group, but okay. So, I was a little salty. And I, you know, like I said, you're pushing for amp, it's cutthroat world. Three, four, by that time, 4.35 in the morning, I wanted it back, guys. So, I took the farm at Robeck while they had Ash flagged. I flipped it. And I was pretty freaking confident. Like, I was, I thought I was going to get it. And I was riding up to Ash. I got about halfway there, and they freaking, they flipped it by maybe a minute or two before the uh, leaderboards updated and the other guy got amp even though technically i had scored the most ap at that time so a little bummed about that but it's okay because it ends up working out in the end because i had scored so much after those guys got off by the time they got back on they were like, yo, dude, we're trying to push this, like, guild, you know, and for people, so we're just going to crown you, and, like, will you drop if we do? And I was like, yes, yes, I will. So rest assured, guys, if you caught my stream or the VOD or saw me on Twitter, I did get crowned Emperor Bob once again. I have been Emperor on every single class in ESO because they keep trying to take that away from me. That's okay, it just, you know, it refreshes me every now and again to drop a new class, get back in there. Get back in there, show that I can, you know, still uh, push top of the leaderboards and do my thing, so. Bit of a long-winded story for, uh, uh, you know, my Emperor run, but that's how it goes. And I, I, it was really fun uh, almost trying to pass those guys, even though... I would have felt really bad, but I also would have got to sleep, so it was funny. Yeah, you know, maybe if you didn't grab that resource and you just went, went straight there, you would have passed them, you would have been good enough, and you would have been Emperor, you know? Well, they were scoring the same, dog, so... I well, had yeah, but you, you got, like, your 6k or 12k or whatever from preparing... Or whatever it was, or... Did you get that? No, yeah, that that updated. Like I repaired the door and then I ran out towards the uh the thing, the resource and I was like standing there like kind of deciding what I was going to do. Or like and while I was looking at the scores, it like mine jumped up and there stayed. So I was like, "Oh my god, no way. This this is it. I might have this chance." Yeah, but if you gotten the last keep ticket, then then you would have been crowned emperor. But that's okay, you know. You it worked out in the end, and I didn't have to like race change my horrible level nineteen red to DC or because that that character's horrible, and I I should probably delete it because it's bad. Uh, or grind up a level three to ten or something, you know. So yeah, exactly. Thank goodness we didn't have to have you do that, you know, God forbid. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so shout out. so slow. That would have sucked. Yeah, yeah. You would have been, especially because I was at 60 mount speed. So. <laughs> I would have been angry. <laughs> so shout out to Omni Prodigy. If uh, any of you ever stumble across this episode of the Red Diamond, you guys uh, helped push the Emperor Bobs. So. That was cool. Um, I didn't get to do a lot as Emperor because there's like literally no one playing the under 50 campaigns anymore. I'm so sad. You know what? This is my shout out to everyone. If you Go play some under 50 PvP. Just, you know, go enjoy it. You know, take your friends in there. It's obviously not as packed. Probably it's the same on PlayStation. Almost the same on PC, I'm sure. So get in there and have some fun, man. Rejuvenate that campaign. It needs some love. Uh, because I, you know, I was telling dogs, still, I'm looking at the leaderboards. There's maybe 100 people that have played. So, but Across I all did, three factions, right? 
Yeah, across all three factions. So that's just not, not just one, just all three. That's the, that's crazy. I did find some people to pick on those emperor, and my stats guys were wild. I had like seventy k health, like fifty k magicka. My you know you have double uh, ultimate regen and everything. But another thing that I will say is that it's a bummer this whole thing they changed where like you get less percentage of every stat of being emperor based on keeps like the amount of keeps you own when i remember them changing that i thought it was like for some of the things like your overall health stats or stuff i didn't really it never registered that it was for every single thing like the ultimate region the Siege, uh, you know, weapon damage bonus, like everything gets lowered as you lose keeps. So. The siege weapon one is weird, but yeah, yeah. Well, I was really surprised while I was uh, checking that out. I was like, "Wow, they did it to all of them." I mean, I guess it does incentivize keeping as many castles as possible. Yeah. But, alright, enough about me. Let's talk about y'all again. Because that's what this podcast is really about. So, as always, we do have some scores for you guys. I know, PlayStation, I know, not yet. I'm sorry. The Your Ambassador, Lotus of Doom, did offer to give them to us again. Um, but, you know, we're kind of an impromptu uh, group around here. The hours of the Red Diamond Courier Shop are never posted. So, yeah, like we got um, thirty minutes ago. So, yeah, exactly. So, let's uh, get it to the point where we're talking about some scores. Yeah, and it's gonna be the Greyho scores, of course, starting with PC. There are 22 days left. It's a pretty fresh campaign, obviously. We're barely into February. It's almost Valentine's Day. And uh, we've got EP in the lead. But, I mean, it is a close battle. Obviously, pretty fresh campaign. Still about a week in. So we're looking at EP 21k, DC 20.4k, and AD right behind them at 20.2k. So... I mean, that's close. That's going to be a battle, at least for, I mean, at this point, maybe a, a pretty good battle all the way through. On the EU side of things, a little bit more separation. And we have AD in the lead. I got to say, um, it's been a while since I've seen them leading something. I don't know how things are going on PlayStation, but from what we have reported, uh, yeah. AD on top. There you go, guys. So they're sitting on top at 24k. EP is behind them at 17k. And DC bringing up the caboose. 16k. So all kinds of interesting scores on PC for this week. Dogged, how are things looking on the Xbox machine? Uh, they're looking actually pretty good on over on, on an Xbox in uh, Xbox NA. We have DC in the lead with uh 22k, EP in second with 20k, and 80 in last with 18k. And then on the Xbox EU side of things, we have another DC in the lead. There you go, kind of saying at that time, uh, yeah. with 30k, uh, EP in second with 15k, and 80 in last with 12k. So huge DC lead in Xbox EU. Yeah, double the score. That's pretty wild. Yeah. I don't know how we are leading Xbox NA. I got to say that because I swear to God, every time I go in there. They're always angry at each other. It's Yes, it's the most <laughs> toxic thing in the world. <laughs> And on it's top like, of that, we're never doing anything. Like, the map <laughs> never changes. I swear to God. I'm just sitting there. I'm sitting there. And then they're like, oh, we need to go defend this place. I show up, and it's a freaking ball group <laughs> just running in circles around the castle. 
And I'm like, oh, man, I think we got him. I think they left. Nope, here they come back through the front door with full ultimate. Just like, I can't. I can't do. I can't do it anymore. I've, it makes me want to just make a tank that has like <laughs> 80K health and just walk around and be like, yeah, well, you could be your dumb ball group, but you can't kill me. So, ha. Oh, they'll, they'll still kill you, though. Yeah. I know. That's the worst part yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely interesting. They'll be like all like, uh, oh, they'll, they'll be like complaining about like DC. And it's like, and they'll be like, well, we're winning right now. So like, stop giving that guy a hard time because, you know, they are winning. Like, you might not like them, but hey, we're winning. So that 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 does stand for something. Yeah, it's but. like there's very distinct like groups, like oh this group and this group and this group, and they all hate each other pretty much. <laughs> I swear I'm at in the DC <laughs> gray host. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know, but we're in the lead, so there you go. Yeah. All right, dog. So. I laid it on pretty thick with my Ember story. So now that we're done with some PvP stuff, why don't I give you back the floor and you can reintroduce us to the beautiful, mm, marshy, uh, murky region that is Merkmire. All right. Swampy. That was, that was the word. Yeah, swampy, marshy, you know, that they both work because Merkmire is a region situated in southernmost Black Marsh, south of Shadowfen. This region is largely made up of marshland surrounding the Kielsaka River and is home to the little known Naga. The city of Little Moth by the Olis Bay can be found here, and the region is inhabited by various creatures such as Hajmotaz, Kuchugava, and Hackwings. There's also some exotic and previously unknown flora in the region, such as cattle cabbages, scuttle blooms, static pictures, and voriplasm. Merkmire was the Q4 DLC in 2018, which was the only uh, DLC available as a daily reward in, I think, November. Uh, yeah. There is... Uh, there's also a prologue quest that contains two story quests and six repeatable quests, uh, which are actually dailies now. They're not repeatables, but um, there's that. Uh, in the prologue quest, you meet Cyrodelic Selexic. Got wow, I messed that word up. So that that's too much. <laughs> in the prologue, you meet Cyrodelic Collections, a society and the relic hunters, and you know Cyrodelic Collection needs you, Bob. You know. Good old Famia. Yeah, Famia Mercy is second era, 582. That's her famous quote. Sierra Daily Collection needs you. Yeah, and y'all know that you have heard it at some point. <laughs> Don't try. If you've ever been to Merkmire, you've definitely heard it. Or if you go to Merkmire, but you did the quest, but you're with Bob who doesn't do the quest, then Bob hears it, and Bob lets you know that he hears it. So. Yeah, I have a lot of different characters, and that's why I gotta <laughs> get my bag inventory space. Okay, it's right off the way, friend. To Jiro, it's a, it's a Jiro that sells the bag space there too. So it's a it's a mm -hmm. nostalgia thing. Yeah. All right. There's also six skill traders in Little Moth, just south of the Little Moth Way Shrine. Unlike, you know, the Shadowfen Argonians, the Merkmire folk like their Way Shrines located in their cities and out and not outside of it, except for Brightthroat Village. But who goes there anyways? Because you know it's Brightthroat Village. Like who cares? It's a village on a city. Um, yeah. Hey, man. The Brightthroats care. Uh, I don't know. I so I'm we still need that campaign, you know. We need to take a herd of camels or whatever, you know, amounts you want to do. We need to push the uh the way shrines into the cities and not outside of it because who wants a way shrine outside of your city? 
that doesn't make sense. It was the only place that wasn't swampy. (laughs) (laughs) I guess in the case for Stormwood, that might have been true. But what about the desert of an Alicure desert? All right. Why does uh, Sentinel? No, Bergama. Why does Bergama need two way shrines outside of the city? Equally equidistant from the like from the city center. Why? Look, dude, when you have a holiday quest that's all about running, well then of course <laughs> the thing is gonna be far away. They want you to run to it. Yeah, it's I don't in like their it. culture, bro. No. I guess. But I don't like it. And you know, let it be known that I don't like it. Again, probably for like the tenth time. I'll send him a note. Yeah. This zone has, you know, six striking locales and six sky shards. There are also two delves and two world bosses. Uh, And this place has uh, the Black Rose Prison, which is a four-person arena. And there is no public dungeon, overland event, or trial that goes with the DLC. Yeah, it was a small one, baby one. Yep, and this one got the arena instead of a trial or nothing so Mm -hmm. and lastly there are some dailies here uh north of stormhold way shrine and shadow fen there's the Merkmire prologue quest uh you can do six of them total in, in a day as long as you know you have five friends who all have different quests uh and specifically you can get the swamp jelly pet fragments from that don't remember how many you need, but probably 30. Maybe it was 50. I don't know. One of them was ridiculous. I don't remember which one. You also have world boss dailies. There's six of them, three for each boss. Delve dailies, also six the six of them, three for each delve. This is your basic grab the thing delve quest. And then lastly, you have the Root Whisperer dailies. There are five of them, but you must complete the Merkmire story first. And I think that's also just a basic grab the thing, but they take you to different areas. So. Yeah, it's a it's a very interesting region. If you guys haven't gone to explore there and do that story, I would definitely recommend it. Dog, what is... The main dude's name, the bright throat. The in the story, we can't look uh, it up. We have to remember it. Doesn't uh, start with an X. Lots of things. Merkwire starts with an X. Um, <laughs> I've been trying to think of it. I, for, it's, for some reason, sees all colors keeps coming to my mind, but that's the guild leader of the. Fighters Guild, isn't it? Yeah, that that's that person, yeah. Um I, guess I don't we'll have know. To look it up. So bummed right now. Yeah. I, I feel like it's coming to me. It's like Zook Zeeks or God, I'm going to be so pissed off when I see it. (laughs) Story quests. Here we go. Help Fomia. Screw Fomia, I swear to God. Fomia? No, yeah. Is it Fomia or is it? Well, Fomia is the... uh, Sister? Oh, she also has a sister. Oh, she does. Yeah. Zookas. I knew it was something like that. Zucas and Jaxic Orm. But yeah, so she was the one from the Deadwater tribe. And he was the Bright Throat. And uh, yeah, you go really close to them throughout the story. And, you know, you have to make big decisions in the end. So it's a really cool story. And it uh, really plays to, like, the traditional kind of Elder Scrolls feel of, like, you know, it's a story that holds weight, and like your character is allowed to um, 
you know, make important choices, which doesn't always really happen in the ESO kind of universe of uh, questing. So it's kind of cool. All right, so of course we want to take this little middle portion of our episode before we continue to remind you guys that we are part of the oh-so-wildly-famous Robots Radio Podcast Network, which is constantly adding new amazing shows for you guys to check out. And if you haven't done so, make sure you go give them a chance at robotsradio.net. My name is Brian Burton. It's been 26 years since the bombs fell. And since I've left the vault, I've been trying to rebuild. This isn't the Appalachia that I remember. There's so much more to everything going on. And I promise to find the answer. So if you're out there, if you're listening, just hone in on these coordinates. Remember, there's a place for you at the end. Omega. The Omega Broadcast Fallout Story is available on iTunes, Spotify, and many great podcasting sources. All right, all right, dog. So uh, we are pretty well through this big bad region, but we still got plenty to talk about. Mainly, of course, one of our favorite things to talk about, sets. And there's there's some good ones in uh, Merc Meyer to be talked about, and some bad ones. So we're going to start with the crafted sets. Obviously, these can be done in any, uh, you know, any weight, medium, light, or heavy. And any trait. Ho, ho, Ryman. All right, so I should stop. Um, the first one we are going to talk about, we got the Naga Shaman set. It is a two-trait craftable set. And uh, the five-item piece reads... When you apply damage shield to yourself or an ally, you gain minor mending and minor vitality for six seconds, increasing your healing done and healing received by 8%. This effect can occur once every six seconds. So, I mean, you know, if you're popping a shield every six seconds, that's one thing, but I mean... You're really the healer of this uh, podcast, dog. What are you thinking about this? Um, there's better ways to get minor mending and minor vitality. So, hmm, through passives and other buffs, I'm assuming. Yeah, skills and plus, you know, you don't really need that. Like it's 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 a mediocre skill. Like it's nice to have. Not worth it for a full five piece, though. Right. Uh, the next set is Might of the Lost Legion. This is a four trait set. The fifth reads it adds 1200 max health. And when you block, you gain in power, increasing the damage of your heavy attacks against monsters by 70% for three seconds. And like before, uh, there's better ways to get in power, like, you know, a major skilled ability. Any of them you choose, and that's way better. Even if you use Mage Light for completely wasted magical purposes, still a better way to get in power than a five-piece set. So, as, as you know, with the first set, there there's a lot of different options that are probably better than, you know, sacrificing a full five-piece set. Just to get these certain buffs. Uh, the last one, we'll see if it steps up the game at all for crafted sets in Merkmire. We have the Grave State Collector set. This is going to be a seven trait craftable set. And for this one, we've got all the two through five item pieces. For the two piece, it's going to be a max Magicka, then three, a max Stam, and for four pieces, a max Health. The max health is a little bigger than the stamina magical pools. 
And the fifth piece reads, when an enemy you recently damaged dies, they drop a grave stake for six seconds. When you touch the grave stake, you restore 4,564 stamina and magicka. Only one grave stake can appear at a time. So, I mean, you get a grave stake every six seconds. I'm assuming you can, like, touch, you know, that one every six seconds. Um, But you get 4,500. Uh, yeah, I mean, pretty decent set for being a craftable, but it's definitely... Um, I don't know, kind of situational. Uh, yeah, definitely situational. Um, I will say it is a pretty decent self-sustained set if that's what something that you need. And you know, I'm impressed because you know this was from twenty eight, yeah, twenty eighteen. So it's kind of crazy that this still holds up, you know, as decent. Uh. Six years later, I guess five and a half years later, or five years, three months. Five years, three months. Yep. So, been you know November. Yeah, it's a long time. It's a good set. Yeah. And. Onto our zone sets, we have another good set. Um, this is called Bright Throws Boast. This is the light armor set. This will give you max magicka, more match magicka, uh, mag recovery. And then its fifth piece reads While you have a drink buff active, your max magic is increased by 2000 and magicka recovery by 133. And this is basically the magicka version of Bone Pirate. So this was pretty this was a pretty big deal back in the day because like you had all these amazing stamina sets but you didn't have the same thing for magicka and this was like oh maybe they'll do you know the magicka version of hulking Draugr, and they surely did and yeah i'm pretty sure i use this character or this set on my sword uh for pvp so so definitely a good set there's probably other things that you can go for now, but it's still good sets. It's still a good set, so. Yeah, I remember when this one came out, everyone was like freaking out, like, oh my god, the magic version is here. And it held up, still does. Everyone loves that one. I mean, it's not as popular now as it used to be, but it's still an awesome set. Alright, so our medium zone set is going to be Deadwater's Guile. The five-piece reads, it adds weapon and spell damage, and it's so it's a two-piece five-item buff. The other one is, whenever you kill an enemy, you gain 14 ultimate. And, I mean, let's be real. Unless you're, like, farming, um, you know, I don't even know, like, Skyreach, and you want a lot of ultimate really fast, then there you go. But... You could get, like, so much ultimate just from doing a heavy attack. It's it's definitely a mess set. You know, it it might be useful in some solo instances, like you were saying. But you do need to get the killing blow to get the ultimate. So anything where someone might come and steal your kills and, you know, then you don't get the ultimate. So. All right. Uh, the last set, Champion of the Hiss. This is the heavy armor set. Uh, its fifth piece adds 1600 max health, and you gain heroism at all times while you're in combat, generating one ultimate every one and a half seconds, or two ultimate every three seconds. And I don't like heroism, so this is a mess set for me, because I don't think mer uh, heroism is that great. Like, sure, it has its uh, instances where it's good, but minor heroism for a five-piece set? No, not for me. Yeah, I mean... It's just another, you know, buff that is kind of superfluous to have a five-piece set take up for. Some you can find other ways. Alrighty, uh, that wraps up our sets. Next up, we have our Collect the Thing type achievements. 
Um, the first one being, you know, the most common collect the thing. This is your typical every DLC. There's a collect a thing and it's a chronic chronologer. You need to collect and restore all 12 stone tablets in the Zinche Konu, which is an ancient Argonian calendar. And when you do this, you get the replica of the Zinche Konu furniture. And those do, you know, take up inventory slots. So if you do pick one up, you might want to go find all 12 or delete them because they take up inventory slots. And I like to not have, or I like to have my inventory slots, you know, empty, not filled up with uh, random stuff. Uh, the next one we have is Swamp Rescuer. Uh, rescue villagers in peril from four different tribes. There's six, though, so you can do all six if you're an overachiever. And you really want to rescue the Argonian villagers. There's uh, the Poems of Nothing. Read the five poems written by Nisfu Zivolom, located near Sithis Shrines. You have Surreptitially Shadowed. Get to know the shadow skill with peculiar interest in your activities in Merkmire. There's five of them. And then lastly, you need to do. And lastly, you have the Vine Tongue Traveler. And you read the six Vine Tongue books by activating various Vine Tongues using the Fire Rock Memento. And in order to get that, you need to help the Deadwater Village first by doing to death among the Deadwater quests. Or maybe it's doing the death among the Deadwater quest, and I just can't write. But either way, that'll finish up the Collect the Thing type achievements. All right, so that leads us to our more traditional style achievements. The Festering Jewel is just, you know, traveling to the zone. Gets you a little Hajmoda pet. And then we have Fiendish Flora. Where you harvest a scuttle bloom and disarm the evil plants. So yeah, we gotta watch out for those things. And then we have Voraplasm Slayer, where you kill 100 Voraplasms, which you can find in the delves and other random areas. And then we have the, the Sophia Cavern is a good place to farm them. If you're looking for them, the Voraplasms. Now, there's also the Hero of Merkmine Achievement, of course. To get that, you would have to complete the following. Merkmire Adventure, you have to do 20 quests. Defender of Merkmire, you have to kill the world, world bosses, both of them. The Merkmire Pathfinder, just find all the striking locales. The River of Rebirth. So that's the last story quest that uh, you have to do. And the Merkmire Cave Delver, which is all six, or no, all two delves. There's only two. So doing all of these grants Hero of Merkmire title and Dream Amulet of Argon Memento. All right. And then uh, we have a couple more. Those Who Swallow Seasons. You must defeat the four Miracons who swallowed Zekel Konu tablets. The Merkmire Larcenist fenced 20k gold worth of worth of items in the Little Moth Outlaw Refuge. And of course, Merkmire Master Angler, where you catch all 12 rare fish. And then a few more achievements. This is specifically, you know, for Black Rose Prison. You have Black Rose Vanquisher, which is the normal. You get the Black Rose Condemner title. Condem Black Rose Condemner title. And the Apricot Outrage die. And then you get the Black Rose Conqueror, which is the veteran clear. And you get the Black Rose Executioner title. And the Marshmant Pale, Pale Scale Skin. And then lastly, you have God of the Gauntlet. And this is the on veteran, and you have to use no sigils, and this will give you the unchained title. It's also kind of considered the, the uh, veteran hard mode because even though there's no thing, 
there's no like scroll or whatever to read. You still not using a sigil is, you know, doing a, the hard mode. Essentially. Yeah, it's a it's a hard little arena, man. It's no joke. All right. So we do have the two world bosses, as we mentioned. Bakzul, who's a necromancer, Baxilt Ga. Uh, he summons a lot of skeletons, so be sure to have plenty of AoE damage to take him on. And then the Echoing Hollow is a Miragant. He walks like thunder. Kill his totems as soon as you see them, because they heal him up ridiculously. And it can make it almost impossible to beat him by yourself. It's going to be a long fight, so. Alright. Um, a few more things here. Uh, we're going to tell you how to collect the style pages. There's three of them. Uh, there's Deadwater and Elder Argonian. And you get those both by doing the daily quests. And then you have the Honor Guard. And you get that from the Black Rose Prison Final Boss from Normal or Veteran, but the Veteran gives a higher chance to drop. And then our last category here is Antiquity Leads. And as always, you know, there's the green, blue, purple treasure that you can get from Merkmire. And also the Antique Merkmire map, which is in the Lil Moth City at the Lusty Argonian Footman Inn. And you need to have the... Uh, the Pathfinder achievement in order to be able to pick up the lead. You also have the Petrified Oak Loop, which is for the Oak and Soul Ring, and you get that from Safe Boxes and Thieves Shroves in Merkmire. You have the uh, Nisu Soul Tender, and this is you get that lead from the Safe Box at the Armor in Lil Moth, uh, or Treasure Maps, or the World Boss. Boxel or any boss in the cavern delve. So different, so a few different places you can get from there, or a few different ways to get that lead. Uh, you have the charm of the shapeless, which is the wild hunt ring lead, and you get that from the world bosses or any boss in the delves. So pretty much there's bosses in the zone. And then lastly, we have the wolf tail sash, which is the harpooners waiting kilt mythic. And you get that from Merkmire Fowl Fishing Spots. So quite a few different leads you can get Merkmire for different mythics. Alright, so it looks like that is going to just about wrap us up. I hope you guys enjoyed our little trek through the small region of Merkmire. Dogged, where can the people find us, my man? All right, you can find us on X or Twitter of the at Red Diamond Cast. You can find us on our ESOPC or Xbox Guild of Airs the Red Diamond, which you can join the Robots Radio Discord found on robotsradio.net. And if you check our show notes, you'll find links to all our good stuff like ESO-Hub.com, our music producer, and our sponsors. Plus, if you have a chance to leave us a review on Apple or Spotify, if you leave a five-star review with words, we will gladly shout it to the stars of Tamriel. Dogged, what about you, man? Um, you can find me on Xbox, X, Twitter, ESOPC, all of that, Dogpark24. And for me, it's going to be Xbox, ESO, Twitter, and Twitch. Bob underscore Chichinsky or Bob Space Chichinsky on Xbox. So, thank you all again for hanging out. We super appreciate it. Back to a region guide episode for the first time in quite a while. And yeah, we hope you guys are having a good February. Enjoying PvP or enjoying ESO and getting ready for that PvP event at the end of the month. So, until next time, we'll see you around. Yep, see ya. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out
out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Looking for an RPG podcast that isn't just D&D? Roll to cast is the answer. No, no, wait, sorry. What games have we played so far? Well, we've done Cyberpunk 2020. What does it mean? to have a voice. And there's going to be something big coming, Chumba. Hey, if you're listening, I won. I beat you. You suck. There was a time when we were slamming things against our phones and... <laughs> Vampire the Masquerade. Chloe, Sam. You can't use those words! He's going to grab Vincent, press him against the wall. I mesmerize him. This is Adelaide's Anarch movement. First out of your chair, your hand goes to your gun and you draw. Hulk Cthulhu. Told you I had it. <laughs> oh, got the creeps going. I love it so much. Hey, right there. Screechy child. <laughs> my favourite daughter. Maybe after what we just seen, we're feeling a bit trigger happy. And the new Cyberpunk Red. Babe, you're good, but better. Thought maybe you might be able to give me a counter off. Straight through his neck. I don't see bone either, but I'm not gonna look. My leg's fine. I always knew you wanted to fly, kid. Come find me. Roll to cast. R-O-L-E. A new game every season. Original music. Original stories. Interviews with the creators. And delightful Aussie accents. Listen to us on all good podcatchers. You can support us on Patreon for bonus content. That's Roll to cast. R-O-L-E. Come discover a new world.